<laughs> Welcome. This is Chip Roasting. I'm Wally. I am somebody. I'm Brennan. I'm not Brennan. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. We're roasting some chips. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. I don't know if it caught the first one. Probably didn't. Uh, no, it didn't? Okay. Cool. Well, then I said welcome once. Well, I've said it twice now. Welcome. It's Third been a month. Charm. It has Out. been one month. Thereabouts. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like this is the closest, and I said this earlier, I feel like this is the closest we've done episodes to each other this year, because we've been running around like chickens with our heads cut off. With, you know, you know, jobs and adulting and such. I don't know. It feels weird. We are really letting our podcast viewers down here. That's all mm-hmm. I got to say. Sorry, Matt. I'd like to personally apologize. <laughs> Trying to get out some more content for you here. Yeah, we're, we're going to try. We're going to try. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a long one tonight. We have. I don't know, because like, I mean. We got some news, and then we have Ahsoka to, to talk about, which we have I'm sure we'll talk about that for a long time. Maybe. And then Loki. But, like, we've had more content than that before, and that's been wrapped up kind of quick. So it kind of just depends on how I don't much know. I we have, talk about Ahsoka. I have six books sitting here ready to talk about all of them mm-hmm. in, the name, in the name of Ahsoka. So it may be a while. <laughs> um, so, sweet. Picking off with news before we get into all that. Yeah, yeah. Hot gossip of Ahsoka here. Well, first uh, we, off, the writer's strike, yeah. over. Yes, they got exactly what they were asking for after months of the studio saying, that's impossible. Uh, these studios were like, oh, what's this? It's it's possible now. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm so thrilled for them. The yeah. actors are the next ones to... Uh, hopefully have a deal drawn up for them. So, oh wait, uh, so like they're only one, only the writers are off strike. The actors yes. are still on strike. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. The yep. actors went on strike to, for to be like in solidarity with the writers, but they also mm-hmm. had their complaints as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. It was telling those lines because with uh, the oh, uh, like I know one of the big concerns for the writers was like. AI being mm-hmm. used on scripts and everything, but for actors, there was a similar kind of concern as well. Their likeness, the, right? Yeah, with like yeah. they would make like scans of their bodies and then use them as like extras and like other projects that the actors themselves weren't directly in involved in. So there's a bunch gotcha. of a a bunch of kind of dodgy choices the studios were making there. So hopefully the actors can get the same kind of a a deal cut for them sure. and then with uh it will be rocking and rolling again yep, with benefits uplifted all across the board here we can get back to some fantastic content in in hollywood here yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they like just like the stuff that they have coming out if they're gonna like distribute it over time more so that it fills in the gaps because otherwise there's gonna be like a big gap of time probably i don't know, like a six seven months there's not gonna be all that much coming out other than the yeah. stuff that, other than the stuff that people were working on, who didn't go on strike, whether because it's in their contract, whether they weren't part of the union or whatever. Yeah, well, and we'll also have some stuff that was supposed to release during the strike, but they wanted to hold off on it so the oh, that's so true. The, the actors could promote it here. So it'll probably be like a 
little bit of a lull here, but for mm-hmm. movies, it really shouldn't be anything too noticeable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the scope of television will look like. Yeah, though. I think fall TV is going to be a little weird this year, other than like maybe like animated stuff. Yeah, know. perhaps. Oops. If anything, it might be delayed. Delayed a couple months, but I don't yeah. watch anything on TV right now because if I did, it could cancel. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I have a really bad track track record of that. My most recent casualty was the show Dollface on Hulu. Oh yeah, or yeah, Dollface. Yeah, I really like that show. I want then two seasons of it came out, and then it got canceled. And mm. uh, I'm gonna blame myself for that. Yeah, as you should. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of TV and speaking streaming and Disney. Wait a minute. Are you the reason, for the most part, we've only gotten one season of every uh, MCU Disney Plus show? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And the one I didn't like? Actually, the two I didn't like, uh, Andor, Loki, both have season two. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. The curse holds up. Yep. Um, Lando, starring Donald Glover. Being changed from a TV series into a movie, which I yeah. think is interesting. Um, the movie first, is going to be called Community in Space. What? No, <laughs> um, yeah, first, I don't know if we directly covered it on this podcast or not, because it's it's been a kind of sporadic year. But it was confirmed recently that Lando was still happening after a huge stretch of like, you know, a bunch of Star Wars projects being up in the air and officially canceled versus implied cancel, et cetera, et cetera. It was confirmed a like two or three months ago or something that Lando is still in the works and it was in the works as a series still, which was Mm -hmm. neat. But now confirmation that it's no longer a series, it's going to be a movie. So that's a very interesting change there. I kind of like it because Star Wars, they've been putting out some shows here recently, but we haven't gotten a Star Wars movie since episode nine, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Well, we've had a couple announcements, but like nothing, like nothing really has been made yet. Yeah. You know? No. And and there's a variety of reasons: pandemic, um, sorry, hamdemic, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like you know, still we've got nothing. So I think maybe if that if this accelerates the pro the project a little bit more, you know, gets sure. gets to a place to where we'll get it sooner. Fantastic. I'll I'll take it. Um. Yeah. Really? I did find it a little weird. I don't know if you saw this news, but uh. Donald Glover was set to reprise his role from uh, Solo. And he's no longer reprising the role. They recast him. It's now Mark Hamill who's playing Lando Calrissian. I think it's going to get a little confusing for general audiences, but there was an announcement. They decided they are sick into that. That's funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting piece of news. I'm excited for it. I just, I just want, I want a Star Wars movie. So if that makes it happen, awesome. Yeah, and and like I really do feel that that makes the most sense for the story they would be trying to to tell there, or like the character that they're focusing on. Mm-hmm. It's like characters in like the Mandalorian show. There's going to be more entries about them it's like make those shows because it started off in a show that makes sense that's fine but for a character introduced in like a movie make another movie right like to me that just makes 
the most sense here. Andor. Okay, well. <laughs> Got him. Great point. Great point. <laughs> anyway. Um, characters we'll, can we'll... carry over. Characters can carry over. That's fine. He wasn't like the main character of Rogue One. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to drop it completely. I want to just slide something in there, but you want to... I like you made such a great point, slide. and then I'm just like... Called me out completely. Andrew. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. You're 100% right. <laughs> uh, might as well stick in the, story, uh, the Star Wars news. This happened a little bit later in the news line, but uh, season two for Ahsoka is reportedly in talks, not being green greenlit yet. We'll get to more about that later. Um, I'm excited. I want more of it, which yes. you'll find out a little bit later, regardless mm-hmm. of the stack of books. I do want more of it. It was very good. Just Sweet. so I'm happy that they're discussing it because if this would be what the second Star Wars show we've gotten so far, live action Star Wars show that we've gotten so far that had uh, more than one season. So oh yes, yes, yes. That's very exciting. Um, the most important piece. Okay, you know what? Let me go to the second, the least important piece of news out of the way. This is DC news. Mm-hmm. James Gunn confirms Freddy Stroma will return as vigilante in the DCU. Yes, which is from Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. No, uh, not from Suicide Squad, just from Peacemaker. And I don't believe you've seen. Oh yeah, I seen forgot about that show. Yeah, I have Peacemaker not. Yet. I, don't I have that subscription service. I loved his character. He was a fantastic character, great actor to portray him. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, very glad that was confirmed there. That and I think he's the fourth actor slash character James Gunn has confirmed is returning mm. along with uh uh Peacemaker, Amanda Waller, and Blue Beetle. Oh yeah, I forgot about Blue Beetle. I want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Supposed to, you said it was good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty I mean low bar movie. for DC, but <laughs> Yeah, I honestly yeah, but it's definitely a a movie that can uh, stand on its own legs very well, which is not oh, something you can say about a lot of uh, the DC movies. What? And this is we're going to do our usual, just kind of go off on a tangent here. What? Who is someone that you would want them to keep in the DCU that was from the DCEU? But they've not like said anything about or anything like that, or they don't really plan on mm. doing anything with them. In, in particular, I was kind of, kind of pointing towards like Harley Quinn. I don't know if you want her to be around. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I I think that uh, who who plays her? Um, Argo Robbie. Argo Robbie. I mm. almost called her Charlize Theron. They are different people, famously. Um, <laughs> so they've never been in a movie together. So are they? I don't actually know who you're talking about. For Charlie the other Theron? Oh, person. that's okay. The name doesn't sound familiar. That's okay. Um, uh, Mark Hamill. I don't know if that helps. I know who Mark Hamill is. Yeah, that that's that's who he plays her. Ah, yeah. okay. Then yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Now I'm on board. Now I'm the same. Anyway. Same page. Margot Robbie. So you... I, I think she's done a great job so far. So, like, I don't yeah. know. I, okay. okay. Yeah, like... Her, I would absolutely love to see her. Jared Leto, obviously. Carry over. Uh, she's because she's been 
Harley Quinn in like what, like four different, three, four different um, movies now. I know certainly three. I don't know if she's in anything else. I know she's in both Suicide yeah. Squads and then the Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Yeah, it probably is only those three then, and all kind of unrelated for the most part. It seems there's nothing that directly ties them uh, other than her. That is it. Together, yeah, and for the most part, she knocks it out of the park and like all of those. Yeah. I do feel in uh in like a lot of the DCEU, like all of like the background characters they cast are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, like not necessarily like the central focus of the movie, but like the sub uh these supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a good example? Weasel. Okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not like that. But like, for example, in like, Sam, for the most part, I loved the entire cast except for Zachary. Levi specifically. Yeah, like the main character didn't like him, but like all the rest of the cast, I felt they were great. I know a lot of people uh, who is one of the, I think it was this um, Marvel in the Shazam movie. There are a lot of people who want her to carry over i would have no problems with that at all there's i think they want her to carry over for very different reasons than you do yeah yeah um (laughs) people seem to like the character whatever for whatever reasons here um but yeah uh i don't know i don't know if there's like another like named superhero I've or super villain or whatever that that that, that I I want to carry over. Yeah, I've seen so many thirst traps for Miss Mar for that for that character. Yeah, funny. Yeah, so many. Um, yeah. So I feel like, and you know, if you have a different opinion, please share it. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like Margot Robbie kind of embodies uh, Harley Quinn the way that uh, Robert Downey Jr. embodied Iron Man. Where it seems like no one else can really play this character because this this person did it so freaking well. Okay, that's how yeah. I feel about Margot Robbie's. Uh, yeah, Harley Quinn. I'm sure people have played it just as well. You know, whether it be video games, um, you know, TV shows. Like, I mean, I love Kaylee Cuoco's uh, Harley Quinn too. I don't know. There's something about the way Margot Robbie's done it and like her voice acting. I'd, I'd love to just. It's like I'd love to see more of her and like maybe written differently. I mean, sure, sure. kind of like the way she was written in Suicide Squad 2, something like that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. She's probably, she's probably the only one I'd carry over. Ooh. ooh wait. I have. <laughs> it just it just processed what you said. <laughs> yeah. Not Lex Luthor. Let's recast no. him as soon as possible. <laughs> um, Like the actor who portrays him. Jesse not, Eisenberg. Yeah. Like not knocking his acting skills at all, He's but great. he, was he should terrible. whoever casted him yeah. should never have casted him as Lex Luthor. They should no. not have written Lex Luthor that way at all. <laughs> um, probably the character I would love to see carried over the most now that I actually had time to think is uh, Ratcatcher Two from 
Oh, um, yeah. Suicide Squad. She was phenomenal. I, I loved Ratcatcher 2. Oh, my God. She was great, yeah. That that whole cast was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, what earlier when you would talk about, like, how, like, kind of, kind of like, the, the not in the main characters, but, like, kind of, like, the side characters, kind of the background characters. Yeah. I mean, Peacemaker. That is a perfect example. I know he was kind yeah. of, he was more of a main character than a side character, but like he wasn't the main point of this movie of that movie. Was he in one or two? Two. Yeah. But like, he's like a beloved character now. Yeah, that, right. From that TV show, they have a whole TV show about him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that just reinforces your point. And then the Ratcatcher, same movie. So. Yep. 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 Um. Yeah, like all the characters that would never have like a like a movie of their own were kind of just either part of. An ensemble mm-hmm. cast or in the background. I feel like DC hit their marks there a lot better than they did with uh, the, their main cast a lot of the times. And I think mm-hmm. it's, I, I think it kind of has to do with how they decided to tell this, like the stories is, yeah, is just it, it, it just didn't work for me. And, and what can you do? What about uh, Robert Pattinson, Batman? Ooh, like, see, I like his interpretation of Batman is probably one of my favorite ones that that we've received recently here. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see that working well right now in a, in like in a broader interconnected universe. I agree with you. Like yeah, like that's something where I feel like it very much needs to be kept kind of. Just on its Batman. own and yeah. like there's no way to toss it into like a broader world if they ever wanted to, to tell like a like a broader more interconnected story with that character they would have to do it just right otherwise you screw it all up right yeah i don't i don't think he's like a justice league batman i definitely think he's a batman's batman mm-hmm. like like you Absolutely. could tell a ton of great batman stories with him but that's about the extent as as, as what i want i would want from yeah. a robert pattinson Story, yeah, yeah. which i think is about what all we're gonna get i'm excited for the second one if that ever comes out but yes yeah it is planning to be one of the things they either, the either they've things. gone back to writing now or if they're ready for the filming stage then their plan to film it as, as soon as the actors strike is over yep, yep. that is one of their priorities mm-hmm that I saw. Uh, like it looks like they can couple right this and Joker. Yeah, they I think confirmed that the villain for the Batman two is supposed to be a character called Hush, who I haven't oh, heard of before. But there's been a lot of talk. We'll uh, have to get RJ on to talk more about that. It's about it. Yeah, there was somebody who said like people who know him from places like other than the comics might be like oh he's just like how the fiddler was in the first batman movie so like what's mm-hmm. the point people who know him from the comics they have a whole different in- interpretation of, of him there or perhaps vice versa it seems like it's a character that's been done very differently depending on where you've seen them at mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how the movie tackles them yeah yeah for sure um, now the most important piece of news. We got a trailer for the December 20th release. Yes, we did. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which by the way, also another piece of news. Apparently a sixth book came out in the yep. Percy Jackson and the Olympians series, like last, like two weeks yep. ago. 
it's I have yeah, no idea. It's called yeah, the like, House of the Gods. Yep. It's not one that's like like it's like it still has the Percy Jackson and the Olympians tag. It's like it's not like supposed to be like necessarily in yeah, like in in that series of five, but it is kind of like a standalone novel that has all of the same casted yeah. characters and I, think it, and it, I think it takes place in high school it yeah it takes place right after the following series of five books that came immediately after percy jackson and the olympians yeah. uh, the heroes of heroes, the oh, that's right Olympus series it takes place right after that and it's about finish that him uh getting a college recommendation letter from the from the Greek gods. So that'll be, it'll be a very interesting read. I'm hoping to get to it at some point here. Yeah. What I want to do is reread all the Percy Jackson books. I'm going to do the same but, thing. Yeah. Uh, because of time, I started the first book a couple months back and now I'm only on the first book still. <laughs> um, so I'll get to it at some point here, but at the rate I'm going, it'll take a hot minute here. Oh, yeah. But an interesting thing for the, that Percy Jackson spinoff book, there was another one announced that's going to be released next year. Oh, that's I don't awesome. think that has a date, but it's like he's continuing the story he started in that one, or it's another yeah. like spinoff thing. Yeah, coming out next I, year. So from from what the blurb really said, great. it's like he's got like he's got to like complete three tasks, and then the first one of those three tasks is getting the challenge to the gods. So it looks like maybe we'll get like a trilogy here. Okay. Kind of okay, round out the Percy Jackson story, which I'm, which I'm, I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'll go back and, you know, grab the audio books for, the first five, and then the Heroes of the nice. series, and, and see what, see if I can. I'll drive my Very way nice. through them. It may take a while, but. Yeah. Not as not nearly as long as you though. Yeah, like it is gonna be so weird to like watch the series because I'm thinking yeah. that something that happened to me, in a. Toka will also happen to me with this live action show, and this might be a kickoff point, or it, it might not. But just wanted to really quickly mention with episode five of Ahsoka, we got into a flashback scene of the Clone Wars, and it was shocking to, to me seeing Ahsoka as like an actual child. Yeah. And being yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, in animation, you don't really get that same vibe of seeing it in live action, being like, oh, this is a child soldier here mm-hmm. i feel like i'm gonna get the same kind of vibe from percy jackson where and i'm i'm reading and i'm like oh yeah you know it's 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 like this at least in my mind like older t- t- teenager doing all this stuff and watching the show i'm like no that's a 14 year old yeah. kid who's yeah. going out and <laughs> doing all this nonsense yeah i, I definitely want to i definitely want to at least read the first book before that show comes out you know mm-hmm. kind of get re-familiar with the story it's been yeah. a long time i think i read the um, like middle school yeah. I I don't know if I shared this uh, tweet with you or not, or if you saw this at, at all, but apparently the episode titles have been uh, oh no, released you, you, for, didn't, you didn't for all eight episodes. No, no. Um, so eight. It is neat. I'm pretty sure it was eight. Yeah. Damn it! Damn it, Disney! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Give me fifteen episodes. Um, but the cool thing with the episode titles is is like i think if they're not exactly they're at least very very close to what the actual chapters were oh wow nice and like uh the books and so i saw that and i was like that is awesome because like it you can kind of like read along almost with like what's what's going on yeah going on yeah 
That's cool. Um, if it's taking you a while, by the way, to get mm -hmm. through the books, they have uh, uh, graphic novels for them. Yeah, it's it's just or, about. It's the just going to take you like long. Yeah, the, it's going to take you a long time anyway. Okay, the time and concentration to sit down and not scroll through my phone, <laughs> dude. I know. I sat down yesterday, read thirty pages of the book I was, I was I've, I've been reading. I yeah, like, oh, good. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so with that, yeah, it was mm -hmm. a good segue about child, Perfect. about child soldiers. Mm -hmm. uh, so Ahsoka, where did we leave off? Did we leave off on episode four last? Yep, we left off in episode four when Ahsoka was pushed off the edge of a mountain and died. Yes. Yep. And then episode five, which I watched night of. Yeah. Holy Same. shit! That was mm -hmm. that was an that was an incredible episode, to say mm -hmm. the least. Yes. You wanna you wanna you wanna take over from here? Sure, I absolutely can. So I actually have a little bit of a hot take with this this episode. I oh. in, I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a good episode, and maybe what? just because of how much they had like hyped it up, I didn't like it as much. Like. Episode four, I loved episode four. Mm -hmm. Episode five, I thought was fine, but I would rank episode four higher. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, because it just, with the flashbacks, I was hoping for more with the flashbacks. I get it. It's like, you know, force vision type thing or sure. whatever, and it's in war and there's a lot of dust, but it's like, there was no background. It's like, I wanted, if I was going back to the Clone Wars, I want to see all the cool stuff and not just like, oh, cloudy uh background or whatever we got live action captain rex which was so cool actually i guess it was commander rex at that maybe point yeah. in, in in time but well, like i would also like, like to take off your helmet because that would have been so dope if we saw him without his helmet and we well, just didn't yeah, get that is, this is really the first time we've ever seen him in live action because yeah. even if we saw him in the in the the, the prequels was still animated <laughs> Yeah, which I didn't realize until someone else pointed that that out to me. They were like, "Oh yeah, there was no actual clone tr tr troopers in all of the prequels. They were all CGI." I was like, "That's cr that's crazy." Yeah, why would they yeah. do that? <laughs> but, dude, George Lucas loved fucking loved CGI, dude. Um, <laughs> like he it, he took advantage it, of it. Like it it did not hold up for a, for like a for like every. Thing no. in the prequels before the clones, it really did because I didn't realize there were CGI. Like someone had to point that out to me on twitter yeah and i was yeah. like oh okay um, it did not hold out on coleman trevor though who was that the dinosaur looking jedi don't remember coleman trevor no it's okay no worries um but there's like i loved get, get, getting to see anakin getting to see anakin's and ahsoka's uh dynamic her fighting back into the dark side um it one of the things that also kind of bugged me is during their entire conversation, I wanted them to explore more, and it felt like they were kind of just rehashing arcs that we already saw Ahsoka go through mm -hmm. in both Clone Wars and Rebels. And it kind of seemed like a, uh, hey, ignore all of our great animation projects. We'll just kind of catch you up on all the character development here in Sedad. Well, and I was like, you, you, you could have done a bit more with all of that. See, I would. Uh huh. See, I, I, I would agree, but you have to remember, 
a majority of this audience has not seen Clone Wars. Not a majority, but a lot a lot of this audience has not seen Clone Wars and has not seen uh Rebels. Yeah, yeah. And so they're trying to kind of, you know, kind of balance it. Um and so, you know, adding a little bit in there so that they are caught up to everything makes yeah. a little bit of sense even though it doesn't, you know, from a story perspective make all that much sense. Yeah, like I got it and it was kind of like, 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 it was neat. I still like the episode as a as a whole. It just kind of felt like too much of a pause on this story itself. It kind of felt like they were pausing to give us a bunch of fan service, fan service, yeah. And like that was it. And That's I like fine. I loved it. <laughs> I, 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 I thought there were some cool directions they could have gone in for a lot of the scenes, but it was still neat. We got to see. Some more of Payson and mm-hmm. Chopper. A lot of that was neat. I did feel like they kind of like forced a lot of stuff on us there. Even uh, Kanan, I was get it, get it. Yep, yep, yep. I was so looking forward to a Kanan name drop, but then the way they dropped his name, I felt was also kind of hand servicey, and I was like, give it to me more like natural here, yeah, like. It just the whole vibe of the episode felt weird. But then after they saved her and they were like figuring out how to cross the galaxy and they got to like the Pergill thing, love that. What? So, something that I really liked from the flashbacks was we got to see someone we've not seen very much, and that's pre uh, high ground Darth Vader. Uh, yeah. And it was just, which is just Anakin with. Sith eyes, but yeah. Oh, that was that really, whole really scene awesome. Where he's walking forwards with, with the lightsaber the and like it changes. It's like that was top tier, like yeah. effects for that. It was, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that was great. I and then I, to see, and then to see Ahsoka with the Sith eyes, just yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really awesome. And and I know it was, it it, it did seem redundant in terms of character development, but it was really cool to see. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Harry, cool effects. Loved how they were used. I just wish the story was there a little bit more for me. I wish it was, I wish it was exploring newer territory instead of like rehashing all the arcs that I had seen. That was the thing that kind of bugged me about yeah. it. But as a whole... Still a fine episode. I definitely didn't n- not like this episode here, if that makes oh, yeah, I, any yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of sense. It's just that's it's not the episode that, that I was hoping for specifically. Right. And then the Pergils, I love that arc beat, but it felt like in the background the other Pergils that were flying around, they were like copied and pasted, where like they were all moving in the exact same way at like oh, the yeah. exact same time. And I was like, there at the animation, just a little bit, please. Mm-hmm. But when Asoka was like communicating it reminded me of, of like ezra from rebels and then when the mouth opened i was like this is perfect yeah that is fantastic no c- complaints at all yep uh and then the the thing with like hera being court-martialed i didn't really agree with how they approach that either but then That's i was th- <laughs> then i was thinking because i was like this sucks i was thinking well, wait a minute 
what if this isn't like the new republic being like incompetent that's kind of how it's how it's presented it's like the new republic just being like oh yeah whatever it's what the same I way they, was thinking, it's the same way they were pre- they, they presented it in 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 mando season three well yeah yeah it, it yeah it it kind of is but i was what i was what i'm specifically hoping that they did here and even though they didn't really confirm it at all is i'm hoping it was like the f- first order kind of behind the scenes pulling the strings or like the imperial remnants or whatever yeah, we yeah, yeah. on a call because they know that Hera is getting close. They know what's going on there. So if they're in any, in any high positions of the newer oh, interesting. public, they're like, hey, get her out of there. Yeah, Court martial or whatever, we need to, to stop this. So they're the ones who were, who were pushing all of that. And that interpretation, I love. That kind of shows like the dangers here because the new republic doesn't realize that's happening but the empire is like the one that's still in charge with all that right they didn't really confirm that at all which kind of bums me out i can have that as my own little headcanon here and and like that's that's something that kind of helps flush out the universe as a whole so there's a little bit more of that in the bloodlines book yeah, um, the little the puppet master from in the in the shadows and and kind of also shows Leia's um kind of her 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 dealings with becoming or the, her dealings with the the origins of the first order and um what like what they're behind in politically mm-hmm. uh, as well as kind of her finding of the not the rebellion the resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the origins of resistance it's a really good book highly recommend it um but it does right. kind of expand upon that kind of um but the a storyline right. like that a little bit but um but yeah that's that that's an interesting interesting tidbit mm-hmm. an interesting theory i mean i wouldn't be surprised i mean the the, the empire it's they're doing this or star wars is doing a weird thing like where it's just like they know people weren't happy with the with the with the prequels so they're trying to like or sorry the, the sequels um, and they're trying to kind of go through and like not justify, but like give a reason for why it is. Yeah. And while they're doing a decent job at it, it's they're kind of doing it in weird spots and they're doing it weirdly. Yeah. Like during season three of Mando, where Mando wasn't in an episode. I did not like season three of Mando. And then here, where they're just like, oh, court martial the 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 person who's in charge of our military. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Right. Okay, I guess. <sighs> um. But yeah, that's all my thoughts for episode five. I'm pretty sure here. Yep. Any other yeah, thoughts that you have? Episode, uh, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. About episode six. Um, episode six. I didn't. So a friend of mine at work mm-hmm. watched it before I did. Oh. He's never seen Rebels. Oh yeah. So he complained about how a Sabine heavy it was. I was like, like, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the point. It's Rebel six. Mm-hmm. Rebel season five. But um. God, what happened in this episode? So is this I love they, this. Is this episode. when they arrived? Yeah, I yeah, like I will say I love this episode. This shot it right back up to like top tier Star Wars content. Yep, for me, which is kind of funny because with Star Wars, they were like hyping up episode five. Yeah, and probably two of my favorite episodes were four and six, right on the other <laughs> side of of a uh, five here. My only complaint for this episode, well, I have two small 
complaints here. One, like I loved the episode, but it was kind of like, how are you calling this show Ahsoka here? Yeah. Ahsoka was in this episode for one minute and that was it. And I was like, for me, knowing that this is Rebels season five, I was totally fine with it. But for casual viewers, and you've already kind of said something with your coworker. I was like, this is not what people are expecting in a show of Ahsoka here, not having Ahsoka at all. Ahsoka, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's like the book that mentioned uh, Boba Fett. Yep, yep. I was about to say the book. Exact same thing. Mentioned Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's called Ahsoka in parentheses and also Sabine. Yep, but this is the one where they arrive at the planet. Sabine gets thrown in jail basically and then uh Thrawn's ship arrives and oh, oh my god that ship look, looked incredible and um i saw meme cuz you know how like it went like there was that thing yep. in the sky and it just came I over. know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about <laughs> I, I saw the meme like right after the episode aired and then every <laughs> other time in the show where they had that happen i'm like how did they do this and not realize what people were were going to say how how do they do this so good it was so yeah funny. <laughs> I think I also saw it like right after the show. Like, oh my god, there's people who are so freaking quick with it. But I mean, I was thinking the yeah. same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah. So <sighs> let me just say, I love seeing Thrawn in in live action. Here, I thought in live action he looked he looked really perfect. Good. Yeah. Like right of what I would imagine the character from he sounded Rebels, so good too as we saw him animated. Perfect. 10 years later, stranded on a planet or whatever, that looks exactly like, like, he looked perfect. Fantastic. And, and like, the voice was spot on, and, like, the but, eyes and, like, the yeah. blue, I mean, he he rocked that. It was, it was spot on, and like I said, I said the same thing, too, like, I love the voice. It, it's because that was the, the guy who played him in Rebels, yep. which, yep. they. I wish they'd do that more, you know? Where yeah, they take right? the, act, the voice actor and make them the, the actor actor. Yeah, but I can understand why they don't do it all the time. But this it was yeah, the like, perfect choice in this scenario. Yeah, because for like a lot of the time, like voice acting and actual acting are very different. Yep. Are two very different beasts, and there are so many actors who yeah. cannot voice act to save their yep. lives. That's true. And then for voice actors, actually being on camera can be Terrible. like a yeah. whole different challenge here so yep. we are really lucky that thrawn was voiced by somebody who could play thrawn on screen so 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 well yeah and i think they'd probably do the same with thing with kanan for with freddie prince jr i would yeah. think except for the actor hating star wars completely <laughs> oh my god oh that's right i forgot about that yeah yeah you yeah. know what fair Which, you know yeah i like i'm, I would I'm sure he got see... as much shit as uh what's his name did hayden christensen oh yeah which, I by the way, to, this no has been the year of Hayden Christensen. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I'm Kenobi, so I'm, wait. I'm happy for him. Yeah, Kenobi. No, Kenobi oh no, okay. The last year. two years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Last two years have been Hayden Christensen's return to Star Wars, and it has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, well, like because of Kanan, I would love to see him as like a forced ghost or whatever, making. 
an appearance with yep. Freddie Prince Jr. I, I don't think we'll will ever get that unfortunately, but like that's totally fine. Like it was a Man. good end for the character in Pebbles. I'm so okay with just having Pebbles and having that be it for yep. uh shows and, and stuff. What was your initial reaction when you saw Enoch? Um, my first reaction immediate was reaction reaction was do not make that Ezra, please. No, that was my reaction too. I was like, is that Ezra? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I my first like, because relating to this, my first uh, thought was that is Eli Vanto, who we'll get into who that is later, but he's from this book. Um, that's why I thought it was at first. Was I'm like, oh my god, Eli Vanto, and they say, and they called him Enoch. I'm like, okay, well that's the stupidest mm-hmm. freaking mask I've ever seen. <laughs> What is that? Like, what? What? I'm so confused by his helmet. Honestly, I was very okay with it. Like, Star Wars can get kind of old and like ooh, recycling the exact same aesthetics yeah. over and over and over. When I saw that, I was like, "Hey, looks super weird," but it is <laughs> such so a weird. it's such a a unique look. I am more than okay with it here. It's very Thrawn. It, it just makes yes. sense for the for yep, yep, yep. For Thrawn's commanding officer, just have. the whole, like everything that went in with Thrawn's entrance and like all of like the storm troopers and all that, you can see kind of some of the damage they've sustained here and like his relationship with like the Night Sisters or like that was interesting. Uh, but whatever the term for them here is, uh, I I loved all of that. I only know Thrawn from Pebbles, right? Like, I haven't read the old trilogy or the new trilogies or anything like that, but... I wonder where I know Thrawn from. From from me seeing him in Rebels here, seeing how he acted there, and seeing him in Ahsoka for not only this episode, but also 7 and and Uh 8. I thought this was a perfect continuation for him here. And I don't know if you'll share the same thoughts. I know you've read the books here, but I, I thoroughly in, enjoyed Thrawn the entire way through. I did too, but it's not Thrawn I wanted. Okay, are we gonna get into okay. this now, or should we wait? Um, let's wait a okay. l- little bit. Let's just talk about Sabine and what happened with her, and yeah. then we can move into kind of just seven and eight uh, lumped together here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, She's essentially like she's brought to Thrawn. She yes. ob- and Thrawn obviously knows who she wants. She wants mm-hmm. Ezra. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I-, I guess they knew where Ezra was, but like not exactly where he was. They knew what planet no. Was. Yeah, it didn't look like they knew where he was. They kind of knew where he had been previously. They were kind of yeah. like passively uh, keeping tabs on him. Uh, so they were like, "Hey, you want him? Go find him." And they gave her all of her stuff back. They gave her a ride, and they sent her out. A and then Thrawn was like, "Dog horse thing." Yeah. And then Thrawn was like, "Okay, you. now she's sent out. She's gonna find as Horus here, uh, Aelin, and what's the Padawan's name?" I don't know. I was hoping you'd know. I forgot. It's a short. It's name. like yeah, like it's like Sheree or 
something like that, but not quite that. Uh, but yeah, Thrawn was like, hey, now you two go follow her. She'll lead you to Ezra. You, like, if she's able to find him, you kill them both so they can't stop us. Bada bing, bada boom. Then, right. then they go off. Then Thrawn's like, oh, you know, if they return, awesome. If not, that's fine. So I thought that was very good and strategic there for Thrawn. Like, I was like, that's the, that's the kind of Thrawn Shin thing I'd like to see. Shin. Shin. Shin, yes. Um, but yeah, so then they go off. Uh, Sabine, there's, there's some conflict that happens along the way, but at the very end, she's able to find a little snail turtle thing. Which I love was those things. Fantastic. They're adorable. Absolutely adorable creatures. Um, I love them and very then, much. We must protect them at all costs. Yes. And then that little guy led Sabine to uh, their village and at their village, none other than Ezra himself. Which, by the way, the actor who played Ezra embodied him beautifully. Fantastic job. My only complaint, I did not like Ezra in episode 6. Six. I didn't think his reaction m- made sense. Like, I get it. You're like a Jedi who's been like m- meditating for ten years or whatever. But you've been literally isolated by for ten years. Now you see out of the blue, you know, your closest friend from ten years ago, and you're just kind of like, "Hey, sub." And it's like, no, you should be like freaking out <laughs> right now. Like, it's Ezra, he's trying to play it cool. It makes so much sense. I don't yeah, know. but like that, like I didn't vibe with that i was like i don't know how i'm going to feel this live action interpretation of, of like ezra here um so that's where it ended for me but episodes seven and eight i'll go ahead i'll go ahead and say it here loved ezra loved that actor mm-hmm. it was perfect every single other scene that uh that like ezra was in yeah absolute perf- perfection i yep. i thought he did like just it, it was so so good there it was so episodes? good there were eight. There were eight. Oh, I thought yeah. there were nine. Hmm. That was episode six. Now, just seven and eight to talk about here. Seven and eight. you can share all your, the thoughts you have about Theron we'll, now. We'll, we'll, we'll wait to the end. Because yeah? there, there's something right, okay, in particular okay. he said that, that, that really made me not like him. But Interesting. So seven, so seven and eight Yes. basically is them find... Is, 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 Ahsoka, Ahsoka finding Sabine, or yeah, yes. finding Sabine through the Force, no less. Yes, which is huge for Sabine in particular. Yeah, well, um, Sabine didn't necessarily do a lot of work in that. Sabine just kind of felt a Force presence, right? Right. And then, but and then we, Ezra we've was not like, seen that up until now, though. And and, yeah, and no, from what no. um, what's his name said, the robot. It's yeah. It 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 Fung? requires like a connection between. Yeah, Master and Padawan. Yep. So, and, and it didn't seem like Sabine was good at anything Jedi related. So, yeah. you know that was, I think that was a big moment for Sabine and her and her yeah. training. Yeah, but good for her. I did find it funny where immediately after it, like Ezra was like, "Oh, like what's going on? What do you feel?" And Sabine was like, "I don't know." <laughs> but uh, basically, found her. There's some fights. Yeah. Oh, that's just simplifying things, obviously. Yeah. No, the whole fight with uh, Sabine and Ezra against like the stormtroopers or or 
whoever at that time loved that. That was where they got resurrected. No, 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 no. no. Talking about earlier when like Ezra and Sabine are like in the little turtle nail pods, and the first thing I don't like that that like levitation had the same kind of look as like it does in most of as it does in most of Star Wars because. It's like you're in a whole different galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Aside from like the whales moving back and forth and like the Night Sisters or whatever, these galaxies don't interact whatsoever. How is the levitation tech exactly the same here? It's like I oh, get I it. Was th- I, was, I assumed been... they had like a uh, they had one wheel that retracted. No, no, it oh, it was it, levitation. That is the yeah. Same. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, I get it if, like, you know, Thrawn's ship is there, then maybe blah, 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 whatever happens. It's just like, just vary it up a bit. Give it, like, a well, slightly maybe different Ezra look in, in, like, the know. very least. Yeah, but it, it just looks so, like, natural for all of them. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like it's like, just, just slightly, just a slight change for a different galaxy here in the, in the very least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, yeah uh, that, was a great, that, that was a great fight scene. And then when yeah, the fight scene up, where she tries to give him back the lightsaber and he's like, it's he's like, it's yours now. And so he's like, no, take it here. Because I know so many fans online were like, oh, yeah, Ezra's going to get his lightsaber back and it's going to be, you know, like whatever here. But then when Ezra was talking, he was like, no, like I really had, the, had that thing for like two years. You've had it for the past 10. It is yours now. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then he just kicked butt with just the force by itself for the most yeah. part especially in that lightsaber fight where she tried to like uh shen tried to like hit him with the lightsaber and he was like force holding i was like it's good to see more of that because we really don't get to see a lot of that in like live action or yeah. animation like at all yeah that was that was really cool to see just kind of like someone use all that use a force in the weapon it's really the way you know going back to the high republic you know and 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 prequel era jedi that's Kind of how you're supposed to fight as a Jedi. You're not supposed to use your lightsaber. Yeah, right. Um, which I thought that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it showed that Ezra still, you know, that did miss a step, even though he's gone yeah. for ten years. So, and it was such classic Ezra as well, in just ways I can't even like explain here. Yeah. So that was great. And then Ahsoka returns. Um. Oh. Uh. Aelin just went off to do his to to do his own thing like completely he was like hey shen it's been real it's been fun but i'm heading out you do all of this and she was like okay which by the way we should we should uh we should mention that it's it's unfortunate that he has passed he was oh, absolutely yeah. incredible was it ray uh stevenson i'm ray stevenson sure. he was yeah. incredible in this series i would have phenomenal i love okay. his character yeah not to jump ahead here but specifically with where they left off on on episode eight there's so many theories oh my god oh i would have loved to see ray stevenson specifically continue this character into a season two if they have one here because just he did so well and like knowing what he's kind of after now or looking after after you know all of the rumors here it would have been so great because i don't know if i don't know if, if if like they could recast him and have another actor do this same justice here. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to see to see what happens from here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, I've seen a couple of different people that like different uh, actors they've put in there. A few of them make sense, but I don't know. I just don't think anyone could be able to to do it quite the same way that he did. Um, but yeah, he kind of goes off to 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 do his own thing. Then Shen and all the stormtroopers lose because this Hokish shows up. Um, Thrawn pulls everyone out because he's like, "Well, they still don't have the time that they need," and that's kind of it, right? I don't think a whole lot of other stuff happens in that episode, right? No, but here's the thing that set me off. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. as first off, gigantic hyperspace ring that just attached to the. Uh, well, to be fair, I think that's why they built a hyperspace ring of that size specifically. No, I, no, I know it's just weird okay, to okay. see. Yeah. Um, also, I we forget. We forget. Like that. Uh, did you? I was paying attention clearly. Did Did you say that Ezra like left the throne? Huh. Ezra left the Thrawn again, and left Ahsoka, and then we're on not the at alone. that point yet. But yes. Oh well. Well, that happened. That happens in episode eight. And uh, I thought we were doing both at the last, same time. We kind of were, and then I kind of got to the end of seven, and then we just didn't continue talking about what happened next. Okay. <laughs> it was um, a great. Well, I can't remember. I think my, this might have been episode eight, the beginning of episode, episode eight. eight. Okay, well, then we'll get into no, 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 episode no. 8. Oh, Beginning okay. of episode 8. Sorry. Okay. Clearly, okay. I wasn't paying any attention to what <laughs> you were saying. I was trying to figure out the, the fan theories for the for, for, for Balin, but... Okay, yeah. Did you notice when uh, that one Night Sister, the one who became a Night Sister like later on, who was in Mando Season 2, that one? Yes. I don't remember her name. Oh yeah, they did have a little bit of an arc with her. I think they gave her the mother, sword the sword of Mother seven. Talzin. Yeah, that was from the Clone Wars, right? From the Clone Wars, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, <gasps> yeah, that she was had a sword. <laughs> that was I had no clue she had a sword. I would not have remembered had I not seen that Clone Wars episode kind of recently. Okay, where like I think she fights Mace Windu. I want to say, uh, was it? Was it Windu or was it? Oh no, you might be right. I I think it was. Was it Dooku? Remember Duke? There's that arc where Dooku attacked the Night Sisters. Yeah, I I haven't seen that one recently, so I don't know if. Okay, then it might have been Windu. I mean, he he both make sense. But anyway, I thought that was was a neat Easter egg for Clone Wars fans. I, yeah, I think the sword has multiple appearances. I can't quite remember. I've seen Clone Wars once, so I, I you, you could be right. Mm. I, All right, okay. I've okay. not gone back and watched ever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember I tried to Clone watch Wars it. Is, yeah, Clone Wars is weird because especially because like the animation and quality of storytelling improved so significantly over the span of the series. Like ju- ju- jumping from the last two seasons, to, like the first. Two, it's like night and day. Yeah, and it's weird, but uh, but I I really need to go back and rewatch it. It's a really good show. Yeah, it like honestly a lot of it really holds up. Storytelling wise, yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, animation wise, maybe not, but yeah, it is what it is. Not 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 everything holds up. Jimmy Neutron definitely does not hold up animation. <laughs> that that's Ugh. a painful show to watch, but uh. But I, I thought that was a neat Easter egg, yeah, for uh, for Clone Wars fans. Mm. But anyway, 
Mm-hmm. So season it's episode eight. Because I completely ignored you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in episode eight, they're flying their ship or whatever towards Thrawn over the turtle things, which I also don't know why they were going so slow necessarily. They were kind of taking it easy. I can respect it. I feel like there's a slight time crunch. Um, but Ezra is building a new l- a lightsaber, which I was yes. like, oh, that is so cool. Yeah. With an homage uh, to his master. Yeah, because Kanan gets ac- actually like name dropped and talked about here. And I love this so yeah. much more than when it was name dropped uh, earlier. Earlier here. It, it, it was really cool. And the fact that like we got some more insight, even to just him building his lightsaber, and he chose like, oh, really unique top part. Yeah. For his lightsaber, and then Ezra can like gets the like gets like the the last copy of that part here, and he makes a new one, and it's blue. It, it just like I just loved every moment of that scene. If if I could get that scene framed, absolutely would in a heartbeat. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. Yeah, that was, that was um, a really awesome scene. And you have like a conversation. With Ahsoka and Sabine, I think. I don't remember a lot of that, actually. But then, like, you know, Thrawn tries to have the ship blast out of the sky, and it, it works. And then they're like, uh-oh, now we have a time crunch here, so they have to, like, go and charge the building while Hu Yang has to uh, rebuild the ship with all Hu the Yang is, a, is that how you say it? I think so. That's okay. what I remember. By the um, By the way, like my favorite, probably one of my favorite characters in the entire show. He's fantastic. Oh, he was great because like I saw a tweet where I actually didn't really remember him from the Clone Wars. Remember but, him from uh, the one, the one arc. But yeah, uh, yeah, there were some people who were like, "Oh, when I saw that Hu Yang was going to be included here, I thought it was just going to be as like a one-off, almost like Easter egg type thing." But no, he was like a main character of the whole show. Yeah. And he was fantastic. Like, phenomenal. Like, he was a really great character to include as like the core cast. I don't think a lot of it would have worked without him at all. Yeah. And he provided like meaningful comedic relief. It wasn't yes. just like Marvel where it's like, haha, joke, yeah. right? No. Yeah. It was like decent. Um, Decent jokes, decent time, really good comedic timing. So, yeah, so that was great. Times, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra, they all charge the the building here because air assault is out of the question. Mm-hmm. So then Theron like starts to bomb them like walking up, but they're Jedi, so they still make it through and they're able to open the door and they're charging in and then all of the stormtroopers are downstairs waiting for them and then you know naturally they defeat them yes but the fun part Thrawn was like hey uh night sisters help her can you help a boy out mm-hmm. they brought them back to life or yeah somewhat they yeah zombified them which is an interesting kind of like it's it's an homage to uh one of the legends books um, yeah that's what i saw i think yeah. online when People were. I can't remember what talking the, the book's called, but about it. There's there there's a it's like a there's like a disease, like a virus that goes around, and like the mm. terms. I think it's called Death Troopers. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. 
It's uh yeah. There's a, um, a neat little homage to that, but they they handled it pretty pretty well. Yeah. Uh the only complaint that I've seen and like I kind of get it cuz I kind of felt the same way is it takes even when it's just the storm troopers there it takes Ahsoka, Ezra and Sabine a while to get through all of them. Uh-huh. And even when they come back as zombies it still takes them a while to even like cut through their armor which is like it's supposed to be like crappy stormtrooper armor they have lights sabers yeah They're but all it's like drawn. highly trained what? it just it does feel like that just drags out for a bit there's some wonderful wonderful choreography that i yeah. really do appreciate in those scenes but it does kind of feel like that's more of a challenge than it hypothetically should be and for zombies you really don't see them like losing heads and limbs and stuff as much as I would kind of expect them to when, you know. Uh, Now, at the end, when they're fighting the zombies up up top of the very end, that has a lot more of, like, the zombie-type aesthetic there. It's like it took them a while to kind of get up to that. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so the, then the thing I want to talk about the the battle okay. in this that I want to talk about is up yes. next. Okay, where they fought the woman who the woman who got Mother Talison's sword. Yes, that was a phenomenal fight. Yeah, that I really really liked seeing it like for the first time. Absolutely love that. I've seen a lot of complaints actually from Star Wars fans about that fight, saying that they always have looked, shit to complain about. They were like, it looked too choreographed never looked like they were trying to hit each other just like hit each other's swords and like all that s- stuff which I don't know if that's true or not I, I, ha- I have to go back and and rewatch it here but that still doesn't take away from my own enjoyment of just seeing that scene for the first time I was like oh that is c- cool because yeah, the whole time they were like oh yeah Soga has this like heavy samurai aesthetic here and like they had kind of touched on elements before but it never really felt like a samurai show or whatever but like that fight scene i don't know to me it just felt very samurai yeah yeah i agree um it was, it was, it was really really well choreographed i thought it was awesome yeah yeah and then i just like how everyone was just watching <laughs> yeah and all the super was like yep yep okay mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And then Ahsoka did win, I think. Yeah. She ended up go, she ended up go like putting her own sword through her, right? I don't remember actually. Yeah, I don't remember how she died. The only thing I remember from that fight scene, it just distracted me too much, but one of her two lightsabers gets cut in half. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I was like, oh, okay. Okay. That was interesting too. Um, um but yeah, so then while she's doing that, Ezra and Sabine are up top, and they have their own little fight scene with two of like the more highly trained, zombified uh, stormtroopers. Yep. And that fight scene also went hard. Also, fantastic, um, yeah. But yes, yeah, Sabine, the coolest point is where Sabine, you kind of think, oh no, she's dead. There's no way she gets out of this. She actually is able to use the force and get her her lightsaber to her. She which... grew a ton in this episode in this season. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I really enjoyed that. I didn't think we'd get much out of her to be honest. But uh she grew yeah. 
it it's kind of interesting seeing how she was able to like unlock the force or use the force. I'm not sure my total feelings on like the how completely yet, but it is so cool to see her be able to use it now, especially because yeah. like she basically uses it. She uses it once to get her lightsaber and save her life, and then her and Ezra, you know, walk up and they can no longer just hop over to the ship. And Sabine's like, "Oh, don't worry, Ezra. You jump, and I'll push you." Which one? I love that that was the move that Ezra and Kanan used to do like all the time. Like, like I just felt like a like like a little bit of a just tug at my heartstrings there, where I was like, "Sure, that's what Ezra and Kanan used to to do." But I also thought it was so funny and like such a Sabine thing to be like, "Oh, yeah, this new thing I just did. Just trust me. I I got you. Just jump and risk your entire life here. Trust um, me with your life." Yeah, I yeah, yeah. will let you down. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So Ezra's like, okay, and then he jumps over, and she actually is able to. Because like, I was like, if she can't push him, that's just it. Ezra's dead, and I was like, Ezra, do not trust her. Ezra, do not jump. And I was just like, yeah, I'll do it, and he does it. And Ezra, Sabine is able. Like Sabine has like has like really good master of the force for someone who like just was able to use it here. Um, and is able to launch Ezra all the way up. Ezra has a yeah. quick little fight with some storm troopers, and then he's up there, and then it's Sabine's turn. Oh, no, that was it. Because Ahsoka and the person Ahsoka was fighting, they both come up to the top, I'm pretty sure, and they finish their fight scene there, and Sabine is like, oh, we'll go, no, we'll stay. And it looks like Sabine leaves, but no, Sabine is there to help out. And then together they defeat her. That's right. That's right. Um... And then they jump, and then uh, they don't. They can't make it there. But Hu Yang has the ship, and then they yeah. take off, and they try to chase Thrawn. But of course, he's in like Star Destroyer with the hyperspace ring, so they're not able to make it out. Thrawn calls the ship, gives a speech, and then they're gone. And this is where I have the problem. Okay, what does Thrawn say at the like, right before he goes in the hyperspace? I would have liked to. To meet you, but I'm not going to now. You're going to be shit here. Peace out. Something along those lines. He said, sure. Long live the Empire. He did say that. That's where I have the problem. Here's Interesting. where we get to the book. <laughs> Interesting. So, oh, oh, oh. Also, one quick thing I'll add about this as well. Sure. When Thrawn is looking into Ahsoka and finds out Anakin Skywalker was her master, right. I. I love that whole scene. Thrawn genuinely looked like looked kind of scared, like, "Oh no, what have what have I signed up for here?" Well, that part, you know how should you know how he knows? Yes, I have seen people talk about it online that like so this, Thrawn and Anakin got straight out on a planet before or something, and Anakin yeah, was terrifying. It, it was uh, Batu from it's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They got stranded there. Oh, okay. But they also had a mission together in when they were both in the Empire. And he figured out who Vader was. Yes, because yes, of that. I have also seen that. Oh, okay. yeah? So that's that. Okay, Remember I said okay, Eli okay. Vanto earlier? He's from this. But, mm. so this whole trilogy right here, this, these are thick books. These are, not, these are not tiny. Like, these are massive books. This is basically Thrawn's origin story, right? It's about the Chiss Empire, or the Chiss Ascendancy, rather. Hence, Thrawn Ascendancy, right? The whole point of this, this series was to, was to tell why... Sh- Thrawn ended up with the Empire. Oh. And at the end of this book, 
it is it is said that let me see if I can even find it. It is said that Thrawn was Thrawn was uh so he basically committed war crimes. Or no, not war crimes. He like just didn't listen to his commanding officers in the Chiss Ascendancy Navy. Yeah. And so he huh. got uh what's the word where you get where you get sent somewhere and you're not allowed to come back. Court martialed? No, well kind of, but not really. Um not abandoned. What's the word? I don't remember. You but, just get sent somewhere you know, yeah, I'm not sure. Actually. Um But anyway. Let me let me read the epilogue, which also happens to be the prologue of this book. I'm gonna read it since it's like a page. Oh, okay. All be all beings begin their lives with hopes and aspirations. Among these aspirations is the desire that there will be a straight path to the, those goals. It is seldom so, perhaps never. Sometimes the turns are of one's own volition as one's thoughts and goals change over time, but more often the turns are mandated by outside forces. It was so with me. The memory is vivid, unsullied by age. The five admirals raising their chairs as I'm escorted into the chamber. The decision of the ascendancy has been made, and they are here to deliver it. None of them happy with the decision. I can read in their faces. I can I can read that in their faces. But they are officers and servants of the Chiss. They will carry out their orders. Protocol. Oh, oh here's the word. Protocol alone demands that the word is, is as I expected. Exile. The planet has already been chosen. The admirals will assemble the equipment necessary to ensure that solitude does not quickly become death from predators or the element. I am led w- away. Once again, my path is turned. Where it will lead me, I cannot say. So he was exiled, right, from the Chiss descendancy. But so that's that. That's what that he what he was what they wanted their commanding officers to believe. But they had a plan. He knew of the Empire be, from Anakin Skywalker, or he knew what it was becoming. He kind of figured out that hey, this is going to become an Empire. And I think yeah, okay. And so he joined the Empire so that. The, the bad guys in this series are called the Grisk. Mm-hmm. He knew that they were a bigger threat to the galaxy than the Empire was. And he wanted to find a way to use the Empire to defeat the Grisk. Right? That is his goal oh. in the Empire. Him saying long, long live the Empire makes no fucking sense. That's not why he's there. He's not there to serve the Empire. He's there to serve okay. the Chiss. That's why I hate what they did. Okay. It makes absolutely no sense as to why he would even say that. And you can even, that goes even further, because as I previously mentioned, Eli Vanto, Eli Vanto at the end of, I think it might have been this book, it might have been the beginning of this book, was sent to the Chiss Ascendancy, even though he was part of the Empire, so that he could um, help them defeat the Grisk. Even in this book, when he was in the Empire, which is why it's called Treason, Interesting. He was trying okay. to help the, the Chiss and not the Empire. He chose the Chiss over the Empire, which makes sense. You're always going to choose your own people, at, at least in space, over an Empire. So it doesn't make any sense as to why he would say, long live the Empire, and try to continue the Empire. I saw a video okay. today that talked about what Timothy Zahn, the author of these books, would have done with Ezra and Thrawn had oh. he had the chance. He would have done what he he would have um, kind of made them like a reluctant friendship, reluctant friends, 
and he would have tried he would have had Thrawn try to and uh have Ezra help him with the Chiss and show him that the Grisks were a greater threat than the Empire was. Kind of the same way he did with Eli, Eli Vanto. Okay. I want that more than what I got. Now, that's not to say I hate it. That's, that's not to say that I don't like Thrawn in Ahsoka. He was great. Fantastic. I just don't like the direction they took with Thrawn. Yeah. And they did the same okay, thing okay. in Rebels. It makes sense. Yeah. His continuation here makes sense from Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from the mm-hmm. books where he's based from say. makes absolutely no sense. None. None whatsoever. And I know Timothy Zahn, I th- or at least I thought I had heard that Timothy Zahn was like a part of this show. Mm-hmm. But the way it ended, I don't think he was. So that's why in short. Now, could I don't, we, I don't like it. Could we like the way charitably we view it as Thrawn saying, you know, long live the Empire, not for himself, not because that's what he believes, but saying it as like a certain dig for Ahsoka instead. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe Would just that to, help to satisfy that? the people around him in that in that ship. Possibly. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, but that is interesting because yeah, because like from me, I only know him from Rebels. For me, this was a great continuation of him from Rebels. Right. I didn't know those parts of his backstory, so that does recontextualize a lot. This entire series makes you like this. These are different Thrones. Now, I think if you go back and watch or read the original, like the nine the nineties Thrawn trilogy, makes perfect sense. Okay. And they're really kind of, I think what they're doing is they're banking on people knowing that and Rebels, but not these, which is fine. That's weird, though. But they've done that a bunch. They've, they've overridden huh. comics and they've overridden books. They've done that a bunch. It's annoying hmm. as someone who likes the comics and the books. But it's like there's a, whole, there's, a, uh, there's a whole series called Kane and Jarrus. Oh, yeah? Where it's like his origins, like... And like, there's a whole scene where like his master gets killed, Ma- uh, Balaba, Master Balaba, and then in in Bad Badge they completely steamrolled that, like, interesting. Completely. So it's not the first time they've done that. And obviously these books are, they're they're books like Lucas Films, fucking Disney. They don't care, they don't care about these much. But someone who loves the books, I wish they did just 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 a little bit. Now I'm hoping the big bads. No, it's it's not even set up that way. I was I was really hoping that the big bat, like when we did find Ezra, he was with Thrawn and they were trying to fight the Grisks and he would have they would have gotten Ahsoka in on doing it. But oh, okay. then it wouldn't. Then the sequel trilogy would make no sense. So yeah, I don't huh. know. That's well, so I, I was, it was it was not a long as long as a rant as I thought I was going to go on, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, I get that. Highly recommend these like incredible books. Like they're probably some of my favorite, especially these three. Yeah, like like it kind of sucks then because like what I assumed is that because you know there was the old Thrawn trilogy and I heard that you know that like they had essentially redone the Thrawn trilogy for canon and I heard that 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 there were two Thrawn trilogies. Like okay, surely this must tie in so perfectly, so cleanly. Sounds like it does not do that at all, which is almost like, no. what's the point of redoing these trilogies if you're just going to ignore it? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 
the, but uh, it, it's it's interesting because the way Thrawn was introduced in, like originally, was he was this. This is what happened. He got he was he was Palpatine died and he was next. He was next in line. He was the heir to the Empire. Hence, mm. to I believe also, they even said that in the show. Yeah, no spoilers for the original trilogy directly because I am planning on reading oh, that I, one. I've never read it so. Um. Oh, okay, yeah, but just in, in, just in in case there are any facts or whatever, you're like like oh, yeah, Thrawn also dies by being tossed down a, a some kind of shoot while shooting force lightning out of his fingers. Then uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so just very interesting. The last, so that's how Thrawn's arc kind of ends. That's the very last we see of Thrawn in Ahsoka. We see. Ezra, very br- briefly, one more time, you see the ship land on the home one, and out of the ship, you see, like Hera is there and watching, and then out of the ship, a stormtrooper walks. And I was like, oh my god, I forgot that Ezra and Rebels would always dress up <laughs> as stormtroopers. So he's like, walks down, he doesn't do anything, and Chopper, I think Chopper immediately recognizes him, and he goes yeah. up, and then Ezra takes off his helmet, and it's him, and Hera is there, and I re- I really, really liked just that little brief look into a re- a reunion that we got. I thought that was perfect. I thought Zeb would would be there. Like I was kind of was not in this show at all. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. So weird to have him in Mando season three as a as like a cop of all things, and then not have him in Rebels at all. I thought it'd just be neat. Just toss him in with Hera. Him and Hera were catching up. Whatever. And then Ezra literally doesn't matter. Back. Just put him there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, th- that was neat. And then it cuts back to the planet, and Ahsoka, Sabine, and uh, Hu Yang are stranded on the planet again. You see very briefly. I didn't recognize who this was at first until Lauren was like, "That's the owl." But like, yeah, the the bird lands on the rock. It's the owl that's watched after Ahsoka basically since she died in Clone Wars, not to be, not to be confused with the time she died in Rebels. Um and yes yeah, so well, the time she died in her own show. <laughs> Man, she dies a lot. Yeah. Um yeah, she, right. She's even she's even got more time basically. Yeah. Um but then it cuts to Shen, she's just chilling out. She like goes back to the guys in red who I thought were there with like Thrawn kind of I think they were just natives of the natives, no, yeah. no they were uh, scavengers yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right but then it cuts to Palin uh, and he sees like a wait well hold on you missed, you missed, of fish. You missed something uh, what did I miss who did Ahsoka who was looking who's watching Ahsoka the, the owl and Oh, Anakin! Yeah, the the thing that you had spoiled for you immediately after the episode aired before you had time to uh, watch it. Literally, the like I, the first thing I saw, I was like, "Are you?" I was like, yeah, it's, it's ten. It's ten oh two, guys. Just chill for five. It seconds. was so funny to me that I Snapchatted you right after it was over, and I was like, "Hey, there's going to be spoilers immediately," and you were like, "Got it." And then you opened up TikTok, and the very first thing you see is Anakin's Force Ghost. <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Anakin is looking after her here, but then it cuts to 
the Balin scroll. He sees like a, a beacon or whatever off in the distance, I think. But the more important thing is it cuts to three statues, one kind of destroyed, but two recognizable still. And it's the father and the son from Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. And it looks like the the daughter's statue as well. That's the one that's kind of destroyed. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find it, but so people are saying that this beacon is something from, from Legends. I think it's from the, the I think it's called the new I think it's from the New Jedi Academy series. If I'm interesting. If I'm if I remember correctly. And and I can't remember exactly what this what what the theory is, but it's basically um this 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 woman she wanted to become stronger in the in something and so she went to the father oh yes 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 the daughter i know and, yeah and she got and she gained the power but she also turned hideous or something yeah, like that no there's a character called the other and i don't quite know how she ties into everything but i do know that she was a uh Portal, who didn't have the same and she wanted powers more, as the yeah. father, the daughter, and son. So she like either bathed in something or ate something that was su- supposed to kind of give her the, those powers, and yeah. it kind of did, but it also made her like insane. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are thinking that's what that light was. And that's yeah, who she, and that's who Balin's trying to find. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Very interesting to see. Um, I like that they're bringing stuff in from Legends. Yeah, like awesome. I, the way the character of Balin's scroll was portrayed, I would love to see him go through all of that. God, I, and I'm not yeah. sure if they're going to change the direction of season two now, if a season two is made. Or if or there's if, a direction at all, yeah. Yeah, like there definitely is something they're building up to. I hope there is. I hope they just didn't kind of end movie, on that yeah. blindly. The movie, um, I, the Dave well, Filoni movie, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have the movie, but I doubt the movie will tie into this planet specifically. Typically, if no, if, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I had yeah. to guess, that'll be very much Thrawn and it'll the, be a book, guaranteed. Uh, primary Especially galaxy since, or whatever. Since, since Ray Stevenson has since passed, it's gonna be a book. Yeah. Okay. Or um, a comic or something, something in that nature. Yeah. Well, because like I think they will explore it in season two. Still for season two, I think they're done with Thrawn and and Ezra completely. I think season two, if it happens, will take place exclusively on this planet. Interesting. Interesting. That's what that's what my guess would be here. Do you think season four involves or sorry, season four of Mando involves Thrawn at all? It's gotta, right? Like there's no other reason that they had such a bad season three. Yeah. If if like they weren't gonna like tie it in with Thrawn. I don't think Mandalorian season four will have Dinjar in it at all. Hot take. I feel like they're just like getting <laughs> rid of him. <laughs> I think it'll be called like Mandalorian, and then it'll just won't even deal with Mandalore. It'll be like Thrawn and Hera, and that's yeah. like it. And and yeah. Baby Yoda, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grogu will just like stroll back in there. Okay, hot take here: Grogu will become Ezra's Padawan, and then uh, oh. Dave Filoni will pat himself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting take. I wonder, oh, if Luke, I wonder if I wonder if Luke and uh, and 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 Ezra meet at all. Oh, um, uh, two quick things that I've just uh, remembered here. Uh, 
for first off when Thrawn had that reaction to learning that Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan, a lot of people on online were like, wait till he gets back to like the main galaxy and learns who did who, who uh Oh yeah, I saw these like, links too, yeah. Yeah, like who defeated the Empire single-handedly, guess who he's the son of. And I was like, that is really funny. That's <laughs> genuinely so funny to me. Um, but then also with now with Ezra being back here, tying into like the Mandoverse or whatever, and probably eating Grogu at some point, since he's interacted with a force ghost of Yoda at least once, there is an actual probability of somebody referring to Grogu as Baby Yoda now in canon. (laughs) (laughs) Which would also be such an Ezra thing to do, too. It would be really funny. (sighs) Oh my god. Also, have you seen all the Jabba the Hutt memes? Yes. Oh, yes. I (laughs) love it. The very first one I saw was like the most earnest post on Reddit or somewhere like that of just some guy being like, why is Dave Filoni ignoring the canon? I thought Jabba the Hutt died in in episode six. Why would he bring him back? And I was like, what is going on? I just went through the comments and someone just pointed it out that that's the name that Ezra would always give. And I was like, that is the funniest thing possible. I love that. Just and that someone would be so creative to make that earnest of a post that got so many confused reactions. I love that. I love that so much. And because there was that, and then I think the the official Sudar Wars account tweeted yeah. out like a meme related to that too. And I think they also tweeted out one about uh, Ando Calrissian because that's also how Ezra introduced himself. Yep, uh, during some of the episodes. So that was just phenomenal through and through. Um, oh God, I was going to say something, but I don't remember what it was. Oh. So, when Mando Season 2 came out, and that's really what set this show up, yes. was Mando Season 2, you had not watched Rebels. How much no, do you I th- hadn't. How much do you think is lost on people who have not seen Rebels? With Somewhere show. between ninety five and one hundred percent. Okay. Um, I'm honestly not sure. I should ask uh my coworker who mentioned he had started to watch Ahsoka who hadn't seen Rebels mm-hmm. if he watched all of it mm-hmm. and what his thoughts were. I love this as a Rebels season five. Yeah. I thought it was a perfect yeah. Rebels season five mm-hmm. as a show. Ahsoka. I I don't know. General audiences, I've seen this is kind of like I've seen a mostly negative reaction for it online, unfortunately, which I think I sucks because the opposite. But I also follow like like the hardest is, of course Star Wars fans, so yeah. See like I don't follow Star Wars like, like I follow like casual Sudar Wars uh watchers, so I all feel like I that's follow why a lot of it is these books. <laughs> landing yep that makes sense completely um but yeah this is my second favorite live action star wars show it goes andor and and ahsoka no question at all 
Interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't quite know where the rankings currently fall underneath that. I feel like I have to separate uh, Ando season My one season. Yeah. and possibly two out from at least season three. Because yeah. season three kind of really ruined the whole show for me here. But underneath that, it's kind of all like a, a mix here. But I thought Ahsoka was phenomenal. Like, yeah. top tier Star Wars content in the scope of of like, you know, really being intertwined with everything else here. But for casual Star Wars fans who haven't seen the animated stuff, I genuinely don't know how good of a show this is for them here. Right. Especially because it is so short. I feel like if I was a casual Star Wars fan, I'd be like, why did it end like that? I was just getting used to this Thrawn character and now he's gone and they're stranded like what's up with that but the Star Wars fan that I am oh is I, I, yeah, I loved it. favorite Star Wars show easily I loved it um yeah I think I'm with you it's probably my favorite I mean everyone knows I wasn't the biggest fan of Andor I yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate I appreciate it for what it is just not my type of show I think Ahsoka is probably my favorite and you're, I mean, same same with you. I'd probably have to separate Mando by season. Yeah, season one of Mando, I still think is top tier Star Wars content as a whole. I just, I just hate I, how I it ended two up. Season two was awesome. Season yeah, two was phenomenal too. Season, season two was good. I loved, I loved to the way it ended off on. They really need to hit it hard with season three to continue, and they decided to hit it really hard off screen in a different show and then when and then that show wasn't even good and then when their opportunity is back on they hit foul ball after foul ball after foul ball well they hit the first foul ball by even doing the book of boba fett yeah and then it just didn't stop yeah uh obi-wan is really good i don't really remember much of it to be completely honest with you see in mandalorian first two seasons home runs with this second one ending on like a questionable home when it, it, it like needs a all up to land. Then they left the baseball field, went to like a went to like a really beat up, not unmaintained soccer field. Hit another home run there. Came back to the baseball field and started playing like Lacrosse. golf or football or something else on there. <laughs> it's like, wait, what's going on now? Because this isn't baseball. What's happening? Uh, I like how yeah. you of all people use the freaking sports analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't want, who's wondering, Brennan does not sports very no. much. I wish I had that kind of knowledge or whatever. I just Look, could never. I'm just, get into I'm sports. just glad. I'm just glad you know what baseball is and that it's played yeah. on, on a different surface than football. Though, mm-hmm. if you've, so some New York teams Diamond. and some Los Angeles teams. Or California teams have played football on a baseball field. Very interesting. Um, it's weird. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. There's just the other Star Wars shows. Yeah. Obi Wan and Book of Boba Fett. I think those yeah. are the only live action ones. The only other ones. Oh. Oh. One of the things I will also say about Ahsoka is I feel like it started with like a lot of a a lot of mystery regarding like the. Thrawn arc, like it starts off with Ahsoka going to grab the map, and it's like, how does Ahsoka know where the map is? Why is there a map that heads 
straight to Thrawn. What did that lady just tell her? Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff. But then by the end of the series, there really are answers to all the questions. Like, uh, like the map that she found didn't lead to Thrawn. It just led to the planet that Thrawn was on because that's where the Night Sisters are from. The Night Sisters made the map in in the new galaxy. Morgan knew where the map was because the Night Sisters on that planet had told her where it was in dreams. She passed it on to Ahsoka. Ahsoka found the map. They got the map back from Ahsoka. Like all of it makes sense once the season is over in a way that it never could while this season was ongoing. And I love that. I feel like not enough, like season three of Mando didn't have that at all. Um, so yeah, I thought that was great. This is a show that, that I think is actually pretty watchable here. Uh, it helps yeah. that it has eight that it has eight eight episodes. Um, uh, other uh, Star Wars shows I don't mm-hmm. really view as that rewatchable. Mando's season one is. Mm-hmm. Mando's season two isn't as much for me because of how it ends and knowing they don't really go a solid direction mm-hmm. with it, but it's still great. Book of Boba Fett is the most unbalanced. I will uh, never watch the show ever again. I will never, if, if someone ever asks me to watch Star Wars all the way through and they want to include that, I will not watch it with them. Um, I will not watch that show again. It was very bad. It's a waste Kenobi, of time. Kenobi had some great moments in it, some not fantastic moments. But as a show, as as a whole, I don't think it has that no. rewatchable quality. I will rewatch clips from it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the show as a whole, no. Um, Two Two questions. Yeah. One, should this show have been called Ahsoka? I would have been fine if they literally called it Rebel Season 5. Mm-hmm. Just in the famous Ahsoka font, just Rebels Season 5. Mm-hmm. But I do think Ahsoka is a fair kind of title for it here. It doesn't really fit all the way, but Ahsoka is the main character. She is a majority of the focus here. But for people who are like, oh yeah, I loved Ahsoka in Clone Wars. Let me watch her here. They're going to be so lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I wonder... I forgot what the second question was, but I wonder how watching this show would be if you watched this... If you were, if you were doing a binge-watch session... Mm-hmm. Of Rebels, and you put this on immediately after you finish season four. That would be interesting. Be an interesting experience. Because then you're like, right, you're still in the same story. I wonder how it translates. Yeah, that's really interesting. I want to give it a shot because I do want to rewatch Rebels as well. There's more more of a chance I rewatch Rebels than there is Clone Wars because it's shorter. (laughs) It'll especially be interesting because the. Like, the epilogue doesn't really line up with. The Ahsoka show either because they took some liberties there. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, they're they're close enough. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Okay. So anyway, that's all the thoughts I have here. Yeah. Moving all forward. Positive. Yes. Mo- moving forward. Well, not all, but most. Yeah. What do you expect out of Star Wars moving forward? From I, just from what we have. 
here. It's been so inconsistent quality. I have no idea. No, no, no. not like not not even quality wise, just no, like story wise. But like no, that's what I'm oh. saying. It's because it it's like the story in Mandalorian I hated. The story in Ahsoka I love. But they're obviously okay. gonna put those two together, and right now I don't know how. Like, to be honest, it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. And like how this this shouldn't have been this complicated here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really have no idea what to expect. They could do a number of things, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that makes enough sense," given the broader uh, whatever here. I I I think I've seen that Mandalorian season four is in development, so I think that'll be the next Star Wars entry that we uh, receive here in the Mandoverse. But I have no idea how they're kind of tie it all together at all. And I kind of hate what it turned into because I watched Mandalorian season one and two with my dad. He loved Mando. Uh, season one, in the very least. Season two lost him a bit with the tie-ins to other Star Wars properties. Mm-hmm. Season three, I didn't even bother sh- showing to him because it's like there's no way you're going to be able to understand any any of this with um, what they're they're doing here now. And I feel like Star Wars really humbled another sports metaphor. Uh, <laughs> it's it's chance to bring Star Wars back to casual audiences here. Right. So I feel like whatever they do next, it'll involve a lot of homework. <laughs> um, but I like I'll still watch it. I'm still kind of interested to see the direction all of this goes in. I'm hoping that they bring Luke, Leia, and Han kind of all all back together for this here. I'm hoping that they recast the actors. Don't do this CGI zombie nightmare stuff you've been doing here with putting Mark Hamill's young face on an actor who looks exactly like Mark Hamill at that age. Just have the guy play Mark Hamill. That is it. It's Mark Hamill anyway. We all know it's it's still Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's playing everyone here. Um, but just recast your core cast, bring them back into the story here, and do something with Heir to the Empire. It'll be great. Right. Heir to the Empire. Yep, that's all so, my thoughts. I believe the next thing we're getting is Skeleton Crew. I believe. But Skeleton Crew doesn't tie into the Mandoverse, right? I don't know. So the article I just Doesn't looked it take at place, said it does, wait. but it, oh. it, it takes place around the same time. Oh, it does? Oh. Yeah, it's just oh, okay. somewhere else. But I believe that's the next thing. Okay. I don't know what to expect from that. I think it's like January of next year. Oh, but all right. Okay. Yeah, we have a decent amount that's of time before, before the next Star yeah. Wars project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the writers get, getting back now, we'll, uh, we'll see yeah. where that lands us. But, uh... Did you want to talk Loki season? I think this is a good place to wrap. Actually, I do have a lot of thoughts about Loki season two here so far, but I feel like that's best saved for the next podcast episode. I agree. In five weeks when we have all of Loki, I'm just kidding. Hopefully it's not quite that far, but we will see. It's not going to be a week. I will not (laughs) be here next week. So uh, with that, um, Star Wars good. Yep. 
And we will resume the podcast when Wally returns from a different galaxy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In uh, 10 years. I lost the password to the chip roasting account, so there's no Instagram oh, anymore. <laughs> oh, sad. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, I'm Wolf. At, uh, I am Wolf. He I'm is Wolf. Wolf I am not. <laughs> we'll see Wolf you next Gator time. Entertainment. He is not Brennan. No, I'm not. Subscribe to wherever you listen to this podcast. And peace. Peace. Out. Out.